What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly video game podcast that releases every Thursday. I've messed up the intro. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I went out. I went out of the country and I came back, and I, just, I can't even remember the intro to to this show. That, I that that's how they week. do the intro over there where we were. You got it mixed up. You're right. Yeah, because of the translate between yeah. you, you translate yeah, yeah, from yeah. English to Swedish. And then back, and you kind of lose something in translation and the re, the translation, and then the follow up translation back to the original language. I apologize, uh, but you can join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm your host, one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Marcus Stewart. How you doing, Marcus? Feeling good. I the jet lag has finally dissipated. Yeah. I, I'm I'm back to, to normal. I'm back to America time. America aura has reenveloped me. East Coast yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. You know I'm, I'm, I'm back. When I when Wes and I went to France, because that's my most recent Europe trip, besides this one, I was I, I, I came home and I was like, you know, I think I like America better. Uh or at least I like <laughs> Minnesota better. <laughs> like I just like the creature comforts, right? Going to Sweden. You're saying you like Minnesota better than the entire Oh, no, no. Just uh, Bordeaux, France. Like, I like Minnesota more than Bordeaux. Okay. I was like, is this a secession talk? No, no. Definitely not. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But going to to Sweden and and Denmark, I'm not going to tell you what were you doing there. We did get barbecue. barbecue. That was one (laughs) of the trips where I was like, I could live here. Like, this is really nice, you know? I had that, too. I, I think about that. I don't know if you guys do the same where, like, everywhere you go, but I yeah. have that in the back of my mind of, like, could I live here? If I, like, how, on the scale of, like, one to ten, how livable is this for me? Yeah. And I'd say over there, it was, it was like, in the nines. What, so what's, what's, have you been on a cover trip where you're, like, this is the most beautiful place I would want to live here. This is at the top of my list. Well, maybe not a cover trip, but or I've gone a, tri- on a work trip. I mean, sorry. I, when I went to Montreal last year for the, I went to see Gotham Knights at WB and spent a few days just walking around. Like my hotel was kind of, I guess, in the downtown area, but it was like in a really nice area, artsy, a lot of food, and like I was like right next to a big cathedral. Don't remember the name of it, but I remember walking around there on my free day and was like, yeah, 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 I could, yeah, <laughs> you know, you do that kind of like to yourself, yeah. like. I could see myself here. I start looking at people and then picturing my face on their face. Of like, what? what if I was that gentleman there? What if I body swapped <laughs> with him? Yeah, I have that thought he all had, the time. He's got, what if I supplanted him and took his family yeah. and his, his car, his identity? You hit and, uh, him. Yeah, I was trying to frisk him for his credit card info of like, let's make this happen. Let's just go yeah. all the way. Hmm. Get his social or, or I guess... Canadians don't have social security numbers, I guess. Right? Do we? If you're okay. Canadian, like please American, write like... in. Uh, it's Wait, did you say Grenadian? Canadian? Oh, it's like, that's a different no, country. No, <laughs> my grandfather's Grenadian. He served in the war. Um, right. <laughs> that's what they call the, the vets. Yeah. Of <laughs> uh, we're also joined and rounded out by the news town himself, Wesley LeBlanc. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing good. It's great. Love is Blind is back. Yes, that it is. is good. Yes, it is. And I'm happy. What episode are you on? Um, Episode 
five, the first of their honeymoon when they're in the like resort. Okay. So I've okay. still got like five episodes to catch up on. Yeah, yeah, I'm ahead. Um, but I'm, I think I'm two away from the weddings. I'm trying to do it fast because TikTok is. I'm, I'm seeing I know. a lot of good TikToks. I know. I, I don't want to get spoiled, but I've been seeing some yeah. Izzy tick some TikToks about Izzy. Then I'm like, oh, I got to get to this. Yeah, that checks out. He uh, he seems he's something. Yeah. It's a it's a strange season. It's not as immediately messy. Like I'm like, okay, maybe these are like all decent people, and then I'm like, it okay, gets actually, there. I don't know. That's it's starting to be a red flag. That's a red flag. And oh yeah, yeah, this guy's wearing always got something, some kind of American flag shorts or shoes or oh, a shirt dude. on. Oh my god, looks like Robin Williams. There's a lot, lot what going was his on. Name this, again? I was tweeting season. about him the other day. Uh, JP, JP, dude. It stands for just yeah. poop just poopy that's, <laughs> that's his personality well i'm glad love is blind is back but uh we're we're officially in october we're recording this october 10th um we're going to be talking about lords of the fallen today wes reviewed it for us he beat it after nearly 50 hours playing it uh so he's going to be diving into that and then we're going to talk about our our backlog lists that each of us really need to get to um, before game of the year season starts because as part of our job we have to weigh in and vote on what we think are the best games of the year or our favorite games of the year um sometimes those lines kind of get blurred um but uh yeah we're each going to be bringing five ish to the table um and i figure this is also this is marcus's idea i figured marcus probably thought it was great for people to hear what we were interested in going back to playing that might that might inspire you to do the same or maybe not. And then we uh, we're gonna we've got a lot of listener questions. Marcus uh, reached out on Discord, and uh, a lot of folks talking about backlogs, asking about recommendations for games, asking about you know how to deal with tendonitis and gaming. It's which which I have experience in doing. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun episode. Um, and, uh, Let's have some fun. Yeah, tinnitus. Let's freaking go, dude. LFG. <laughs> that wasn't the rallying cry, but <laughs> yeah. Real quick before we get into all that discussion, if you want to support Game Informer, go grab a single issue uh, at your local GameStop, or go to GameStop.com/GameInformer. Scroll past our recent reviews, and you will see um, all of the all the magazines that we have available physically. Or you can go to GameInformer.com/magazine, sign up for a digital. Uh, subscription and you get the digital magazine every single cycle um, as part of that uh, issue as part of that that subscription i do want to say starting with issue 360 which is our assassin's creed mirage issue uh the price is going to be seven dollars and 99 cents that that is an increase from five dollars and 99 cents for the physical issues um there's gonna be yeah that that's all i'm gonna say for now but uh, it's it's well worth seven ninety nine. Uh, if you haven't read one of our magazines before and you just listen to this show, highly recommend going to pick that up. That does really really support us and shows our parent company that frankly, uh, <laughs> uh, we are we are worth their investment. Um, that's about all I'll say on that. But it really does help us if you want to support us. Please go and do that. It, it really helps. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's get let's get into the topics today. Wes, you've been playing Lords of the Fallen, the latest uh, Souls-like. Uh, of course, this is there was a previous Lords of the Fallen that came out in 2015, I believe, around then. 2014. Yeah, for, 2014. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this the year of our Lord. This um, what is a sequel, but it, or it was started as a sequel and now it's a reboot. The naming yeah, the naming convention is is silly. 
it was like a sequel and now it's a soft reboot and this one takes place a thousand years later so it's not even okay so it's just another it's the same name and yeah. it might as well just like completely erase the other game that exists like it's they want this to be lords of the fallen can we point out that this name ha- this game has gone through what two name changes because it was originally lords of the fallen 2 mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. which makes sense then it was the lords of the fallen yep which was bad but at least it kind of stood out a little bit of like okay it's got a the and then they said no thank you to the the cut that out and we're like hey lords of the fallen that's good that's <laughs> didn't that's think like really that sounds that's nice why didn't we do that yeah. just lords of the fallen so yeah to be to be clear you've been playing the parentheses 2023 yeah game yeah i just want to note like i don't know what is up with this industry and just abandoning sequel titles or names or colons and all that yeah. or sanity it's just yeah like god of war <laughs> lords of the fallen forza motorsport like it's everything has to be a, a soft reboot these days i don't yeah it's frustrating what was the first game to do that the like hey this is a reboot and we're just gonna call it the first was, was sonic 06 the first one because that's the earliest one i can think of like because oh, they were yeah. like oh it's just called sonic the hedgehog because it's like the next big evolution yeah. I, is that that's the earliest i can think of off the top of my head what about yeah. did metal gear do that at all from the no they haven't no yet. they always had their colons yeah. i was thinking of um colons and numbers the ones from the nintendo consoles to because they added solid okay, to the yeah. playstation ones yeah. so that's why maybe like yeah. a tetris i don't think tetris can <laughs> <laughs> or one of those puzzle games tetris. that has like 30 entries you know See, Tetris, you should mm. just call Tetris because then when you put a number two next to Tetris, it becomes weird and hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit like chess two. Yeah, it's like, that's a lot to live up to, buddy. Isn't that kind of <laughs> wild how a chess. game can become so prolific <laughs> that you can't fathom a, a, a sequel to it? I mean, Destiny was yeah. that for me. When they announced Destiny, so I was like, that seems weird because it's this big, sprawling live service thing that just something about Destiny 2. Yeah, well, they never real. wanted to make a sequel. They wanted it to be one big thing i think it was the the original pitch and then like 10 the 10 year plan yeah yeah Yeah. and overwatch overwatch was the same thing of like you know and i i guess we could see that it's funny because like destiny 2 it kind of worked out for them overwatch 2 (laughs) not so much now overwatch 2 isn't getting all the features that we were like okay this makes sense to be a sequel now it is just literally overwatch but a little different. yeah that should have been the subtitle overwatch colon but a little different (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> call of duty's well no call of duty's not doing it they're, well, they're the modern the same are... kind of oh, yeah. oh, at least they back. swapped they're it doing to, the wars of... yeah they're doing roman numerals one two and three and then black ops so did four which is but they didn't do the roman numerals correctly they just did four right. four lines. <laughs> so, <laughs> that still irrationally upsets me by the way yeah, <laughs> like i remember yeah. saying that and just being just so peeved of like just so stupid (laughs) although it would be weird to see call of duty something with like roman numeral four something about call of duty and roman numerals doesn't really go together yeah roman numerals and like it seems too fancy for the call of duty crowd it's like (laughs) it's not wrestlemania i mean come on wrestlemania Mm. does roman numerals yeah yeah (laughs) super bowls yeah yeah well wes how is lords the fallen (laughs) (laughs) Lords, so I played the original and um, I kind of bounced off of it quickly. If you've played it, you probably did the same. It's not great. It wasn't. Well, I beat it, Wes. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at you. Um, but it was more kind of like, I'm in too deep now. I got to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> the sunken it wasn't bad. Policy. It was, it was yeah, just like, bad. it came out and it was one of the first like non from software souls likes. And you could tell yeah. like, this is not from software trying to make a souls like this is a different company. Mm. Um, it's sequel, however, has been uh, long in development and it's finally out tomorrow when you're watching this October 13th, spooky um, Friday the 13th. Um, I played it in July. I went to Los Angeles to a press event to play it. And I actually really, really enjoyed it and had a great time with it and was looking forward to it. Um, unfortunately, after spending 50 hours with it in six days, uh, mind you, I did that on my own. My bosses encouraged me to not do it that, but they gave us a week with code and I wanted to be, I wanted to have it up at embargo. So I spent my entire weekend playing it, um, regrettably, uh, yeah, after 48 sure hours, I... That. I'm, I'm sure she really loved you. She, I, was, I told her yesterday, I'm like, it's done. I, I did it. And she's like, I'm so glad. Like, this is, this is so great for us. So I'm like, I, know. I can, can't wait to hang out next weekend. <laughs> yeah. I say regrettably because I haven't given it a final score yet. Uh, but after writing it, I'm somewhere in the high fives, low six range, which for us, five is flawed. Just a base five. Six is limited appeal. I'm toying around with like five seven five or six somewhere in there hmm. there is a that makes me sad solid foundation yes it makes me sad too and i only got sadder the more i i played because i it has a lot of potential um there's a solid foundation here and i hope this team gets another shot to uh make a game like this because they've got a lot of the right ingredients they just it just didn't come together beyond that foundation into something enjoyable um, right. This was a real quick. This is a different team because the original team was um, the um, uh, Deck Nine, right? Yeah, they did they, the. They, they, they just the put out Atlas one? Fallen, the yes, Surge, they, the Surge. They did they, the Surge series, yeah, yeah, and then they just put out Atlas Fallen a month or so ago. <clears throat> this um, is um, Hexworks, which I don't know what games they've done off the top of my head. Actually, they are a CI Games, which CI Games is the publisher. Founded right. studio. They were they were founded in 2020 specifically for this game. Actually, notably, CI oh, games okay. didn't they just get hit with, with layoffs? I don't know, but it wouldn't. It's hard to keep me, up. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise yeah, me. Honestly, I've, less, I've lost track of. We wrote like no. I, I am wrong. Last year. I am wrong. I am wrong. Um, okay. I saw there. I think they might be hiring. Actually, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> okay. like, it's hard. You know, there's so many of those posts happening. Yeah. So like, it starts really good, and and what I played in my preview was actually just the beginning of the game. I found out. And I really enjoyed it. And even playing this, I was like, oh, yes, this is great. I remember playing this. I'm enjoying it. You know, and I'm, I'm, it's, it's all working. The combat feels good. The exploration is really nice. It's a pretty game. It has all the, I don't want to say tropes, but like the usual suspects of a Souls-like that I want to see in a Souls-like. Um, like the challenge and the, the dense lore and the, you know, kind of obfuscation of things. Um, and at the heart of it is this really awesome and impressive mechanic. Uh, so there's two realms here. There's Axiom, the realm of the living, basically, and Umbral, the realm of the dead. And you have a special lamp that when you shine it forward, you can look into the realm of the dead in real time. So I could be in the realm of living and, oh, there's a wall here. I can't go forward. I shine my light and I can see in the realm of the dead, there is no wall there. So oh, I keep fun. the light up and I walk through the wall. And it's like, because I, I like kind of, peered into the realm of the dead and you can even fully transport yourself into the realm of the dead which has more enemies chests to find different platforming elements but once you're there you have to find a special thing on the ground basically like a mini bonfire type of thing to get you back into axiom 
very cool, very impressive. I played on PC, but I know it works on PS5 because I played I've played the PS5 version as well. It's like one of those mechanics that feels new gen, even though we're like three years into this gen. Yeah, it, um, it's becoming a popular thing. Maybe yes. it's because of the, the nature of how SSDs work, it can run like multiple worlds at once. I mean, if you even think about like yeah, the excellent. early Ratchet and Clank, that was like one of the uh, early this yeah. gen. That was like one of the big features. And, yeah, or and even the like the, I feel like the, the medium. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like that was a big thing. We're seeing that with Alan Wake 2's messing around with that. Yeah, it's um. It's a cool mechanic, and I'm I'm cool with more developers doing it more because I think it's really fun and exciting. And in the beginning, I'm like, this is awesome. It's like when you die, you get transported to Umbral, so you have a second chance at life. Like if you can survive and hit that bonfire to get back out into the realm of the living, you don't die, and you get to keep your vigor, which is like your souls or blood equivalent. And it's nice. And there's like, oh, I can't progress in the realm of the living. Let me go to the realm of the dead. Oh, perfect. There's a bridge here I can go through. Or I can pull that platform towards me and walk across it now. It does a lot of cool stuff. But I, you know, I, I'm playing more. I'm enjoying the exploration. I'm enjoying the combat. I'm seeing new enemies, new bosses, new mechanics are being introduced. And then I hit like, a, it's basically the halfway point. There wasn't like a set moment, but I've kind of realized about 25 hours in, that like, okay, it's starting to lose a little steam. I'm seeing a lot of the same enemies. Umbral is not that fascinating anymore. It's just reusing enemies. Many bosses quickly become standard mob enemies. The bosses aren't that interesting. Like I'm not seeing anything new. And I'm like, okay, this is a little worrying. And then fast forward to me rolling credits the other night after four, eight hours. And yeah, that second half just completely loses all the steam and gas of that first half. That's a bummer. And again, there's not like a... Yeah, there's not like a set point where it happens. Just looking back, I'm like, yeah, after halfway, I stopped being wowed. And the game got very repetitious and the environments weren't as interesting. And I found myself just sprinting to the next bond. You think they ran out of budget, like in terms of like de- dev time? Like, all right, we've got, or maybe the game's scope was like too long, too big. There, There is like a definitely an element of like feature creep, I think in here, like there is a lot going on and you will be, like there's a shocking amount of tutorials in the beginning um, because there's just so much happening. Is it an open world or is it like one kind of like Dark Souls one-ish, like just like interconnected area? Like yeah, the it's, scope of the, like, it's definitely closer to like Dark Souls one-ish. It's a little bigger and a little wider, but it's kind of mostly linear. Um, so your, okay. your goal is there's five beacons you need to light in the world um, and they're like shining red in the sky and you can see them all around the land, which is Mornstead. And yeah, it's a pretty linear path from beacon to beacon, but there is like plenty of exploration on side paths and you can go for this beacon over this beacon, um, which I didn't even realize. I just, in talking to someone else, they went to this beacon before me. Um, But yeah, it's Dark Souls-ish where when you finish the game, you realize, okay, everything's connected. I could walk from the start of the game to the end of the game in one perfect, like, not loop, but it's not like a, 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 a an open world like Elden Ring where there's different lands and stuff like that. It's it's one big open area that you can kind of get through. And um, yeah, it just really, it's like the biggest example I've played in a while of, it just completely loses everything it has going for it in that second half. And then when it's lost everything going for it, when I'm not seeing anything new and I'm not having fun exploring, it it it, it does something which is like the biggest flaw I think a Souls-like can make, which is, um, mistake like carefully crafted challenge of a souls like something that from softwares you know they're the masters at and it mistakes that for uh let's add more enemies 
And so it's very hard. It's a very hard game, but not in a fun way, not in a challenging way, not in a way where I'm like, I'm getting better. I'm learning the moves. I can do this. It's just a, oh, okay, there's a staircase I have to go up and there's 15 enemies on that staircase and they all hit me and stun lock me and I can't lock onto one of them because there's 15 and it's just a mess. I'm like, this is this is BS. Like, it's not fun. It feels unfair. It feels artificially challenging. And that happens so often in the back half that like, I really am just sprinting through enemies trying to find the next bonfire because I have no interest and trying to attack 15 at once because I'm not, I, you can't, it's not, the game does not develop to fight 15 enemies at yeah. once. You want like, um, yeah. at that stage in the game, you want a one or two very beefy enemies to focus Yeah, or on. even like, it's just, it, I mean, they could have made it work. Like there, you could fight 15 enemies at once, I guess, but like mechanically it's not there. You lock on and your dude very much hits like one enemy at a time. And sometimes they catch stray hits. But while you're attacking that one enemy, the other 14 are all slashing at you. And it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to prevent that. I can block one of the attacks, but then the 15 that are on my back are hitting me or the three over here on my side. And then I'm also in a staircase. So there's like no escape. You can't roll through enemies often. Like they, they lock you into place. You can't just roll and push them out of the way. And then like on top of that, a lot of these enemies are super frustrating to deal with. Um, like, ones that use magic can snipe you from so far away that it's it's bs like you've you think you're like completely in safe distance and they're shooting magic from a spot you can't even see anymore um sometimes the magic goes through walls and kills me while i'm like climbing up a castle barracks or something other times these enemies will follow you for minutes like you know how in a from game you can run and or not a from game in a lot of games you can just run from an enemy and after like 30, 40 seconds, you've you're cleared good. their past their area and you're good. And you yeah. kind of rely on that. That's part of the gameplay experience. Not here. These these people will follow you to the end of the earth. And it is so <laughs> frustrating because I'm like, maybe I am supposed to sprint through here. There's 15 enemies. There's no world where I'm supposed to like take on all 15 of them here. So maybe the game's telling me to sprint. So I do that. And then I look behind me and all 50, I've got a mob coming after me. And, and they've been following ones. me for like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. And new ones coming. Yeah. And I'm like, the friends are like, well, what's going on over there? <laughs> yeah. It's, it was just so frustrating. Like, I want to see of, a video of that. That sounds like a nice Benny Hill chase. <laughs> I have, I should capture some so we can do something with it. Cause like it is, it's wild. And, and it sucks. Cause it's like, I love how hard souls likes are. And I love the challenge and I love organically becoming more powerful, learning their moves, learning how to parry this specific attack at this specific moment to defeat them. Um, and then in Lords of the Fallen, I just don't get any of that. It just, it's definite, it's version of challenge just feels so artificial and unfair. Um, and it makes the back half of the game a complete slog. Uh, I don't know what, why specifically that back half, but it's just, I stopped seeing new enemies. The world became a lot less interesting. Bosses weren't interesting anymore. And so like, yeah, it just was a slog. I mean, the, it was an exhausting slog. And I, by the time I finished the game, when I rolled credits, I was so, so happy to be done with the game and not in a like, oh, I've finished uh, God of War and this was awesome and nobody can spoil it for me type of thing. It was just like a, I'm done, uh, delete from library, uninstall. I don't want anything to do with this game anymore. Like it's, and that's a shame because I had really high hopes and there's something really solid here. It just did not come together uh, after rolling credits 
Man, that's too bad. Because I, I was excited for this game too. I remember reading your preview from a few months ago and you seemed pretty high on it. And like I said, the first one was like, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of bland, but it was like yeah. solid. Like there was a there was a foundation there. Um, and I just hope that after years of like, not only more from software games, but just other from uh, Souls likes, that's like, okay, they've got a lot of um, things to pull from in terms of like do's and don'ts and just ideas. And especially this year where <laughs> the, the kind of the other bummer is that this was one of sort of the the big three for like souls likes and two out of three of them wound up being good. The other two being uh Wulong fallen dynasty. Yeah. And then lies of P which, you know, that one seemed to be a, a pleasant surprise for a lot of people. So it was like, okay, this is the last one. Let's see if we can make it three for three, baby. And then it's like, Nope. Had yeah. the Wulong uh, yeah. was like our Sekiro lies of P was our bloodborne looking game. It plays a little more like Sekiro. And this was supposed to be our souls. And yeah, it did not. Compared to those two, I loved Wo Long like a lot. And Lies of P, I gave my highest score here. I gave it a nine five. I adore that game. It's one of my favorites of the year. And then playing this, I was just like, ah, oh, man, we're not going three for three this year. <laughs> yeah, it's like not a good year to 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 not make a good Souls like. Unfortunately. Oh, I'm gonna say shout out real quick. No disrespect, Blasphemous two. You know, it's a two D one of those. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That game's apparently really good. We, we, Brian Shea gave that a pretty high score, so yeah. I don't want to. I want to appease the blasphemous crowd. You know, <laughs> that can be the that can be the replacement for this of the three for three. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a shame the the foundation is like so solid here. Like it feels right, it plays right, and it's doing a lot of what makes a Souls like good correctly. But then, yeah, the repetition, the the boring world design, and like the artificial unfair challenge. Like, especially that part. I, I really hone in on that on my review. Like, it feels unfair, and their version of challenge is just add a bunch more enemies. And I think, like, to have a successful Souls, like, you have to nail that feeling of challenge. Like, that's key to the entire premise of the genre is takes you to the brink of misery where you're like, I hate this. This is terrible. And then you beat that boss, and you're like, this is the best damn game I've ever played. Like, that is the de- that's what a Souls, like, is for me. And here I was just like, I was just in that I'm not having a good time mindset for so much uh, for the entire second half of the game, unfortunately. And um, uh, it's a shame. I I will say it's going to be very popular on Twitch. Like this game has a lot of uh, what I would call souls like BS where you turn a corner and someone rolls a rock and you die immediately. Yeah. Um, like watching my favorite streamers run from 15 enemies at once and get frustrated will feel very good. And I'll be like, this is fun to watch. This is shot and Freud at its finest. So you're saying this is a future super replay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would love to watch that. I just don't <laughs> think in this especially busy month, I'm not sure you need to go out and spend 60 or $70 on this. There are better souls like experiences to play this year um and even if you have touched those i don't know if you should i don't i don't know if lords of the fallen is worth your time necessarily yeah i just remember remnant 2 came out this year too and people seem to really like that one. Oh yeah souls the shooter yeah, souls like this is a pretty ra- kind of like a low-key stacked year for souls like games yeah <laughs> in case it wasn't stacked in other ways uh but yeah that's too bad that's a bummer yeah it yeah. is this was my this is the one out of out of those you know callbacks to to from software games out of those three this is the one i was most looking forward to like i do have a question though like one of the things that really 
kind of struck me in the trailers and everything that I watched before launch was like, it seemed like it was really delivering the sense of dread and more, more like a front facing horror in terms of like, this feels scarier than the other games. Would you say that that is true or does it kind of, not really. Cause I, w- I was watching the, I've, I've played enough to see the opening cinematic. Um, <laughs> where you know the red the red dude with the swords and his three-headed beast that he's riding he seems pretty creepy but i wasn't sure if like that and i was i was like oh like i'm 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 kind of intrigued to see more does that not no yeah it's um i like the world it's not like horror based or anything like that it is very uh exactly what you would think of a fantasy souls like there's a swamp there's castles everything the world sucks to live in like obviously no one would (laughs) want to live here there's villages you go through that are on fire like it's pretty standard stuff not that i'm you know begrudging that i think you know having a swamp and a souls like is fair game a poison swamp specifically and i expect it at this point um, but yeah, nothing really like blew my socks off in that way. And now that you mention it with the horror aspect, yeah, it does kind of seem like it would lean into that, but not really. I mean, Umbral, I suppose, like the the Land of the Dead is kind of horror-esque, but it's very gray and blue and almost like Geiger-esque. Reminds me of Scorn a little bit, uh, which isn't like particularly horrifying or scary to me. It's, I don't know. So yeah. I'm a baby. I mean, this... got it, got it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just, you're just a baby. <laughs> You need to you need to get good. Scrub. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how about you go watch some more horror movies and then get back to us, huh, Alex? <laughs> uh, any other thoughts, Wes? Wrapping up. Do you have any any advice on builds or anything like that to have the most fun in this thing? So, I did like a pretty straightforward strength build, which is unusual for me. I actually typically go magic in these oh, games. Okay. But when you're creating a character, the magic builds, um, I forget what they're called, like the magic preset. There's like the Pyrrhic cultist and yes, it's uh, like a preach or something uh, like that. Yeah. Preacher, dude. A preacher, but With like uh, a big mace. Yeah. He's a big robed monk dude. Yeah. It called like when you click on those, it says like advanced class, which to me is like, don't play this necessarily on your first go. So I didn't, I did like a strength build, um, with the black ranger feather, Black Feather Ranger guy who's like the Bloodborne looking dude from Traders. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I get into the game and I'm like, I kind of wish I did magic because so much of I'm picking up a lot of spells, I'm picking up pendants and 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 rings that are, you know, based around magic. Even items, every item you pick up has like a half sentence explanation of what it is, just you know, par for the course. And then it says to learn more, increase your radiance or your um inferno, which is like your magic stats. So you have to like increase those two magic stats to learn more about the item that you have, which is frustrating for me because like when you commit to a strength build, you don't mess with magic at all. Like you, you got to put everything into strength. And so I did. And I felt like I shouldn't have. I felt like I should have gone magic. So if you've played a souls like before and feel pretty confident, I would, you know, give magic a go. I don't know how magic plays too much in this game. I toyed with it a bit, but I was already too committed to strength. But yeah, I'd maybe give that a go. And then also, I just want to say, like, if you, I, I obsess over beating games. Like when I start a game, it's I really commit to beating it, even if I'm not having a great time. But if you're someone who like doesn't, and and you'd be fine with just playing 20 hours of a Souls like, and not worrying about beating it, I think you might actually have a good time with Lords of the Fallen. 
those first 20 to 25 hours, like those first two dozen hours, I really had a good time and it does a lot of cool things and it's really neat. It just has a huge and very hard fall off. So if you were excited about this, you know, maybe give it a shot. You'll have like half a good experience. Um, and then what that second half does to you will vary. If it's like me, it, it kind of taints the entire uh, game for me, but you know, maybe you'll have a good 20, 25 hours with it and call it a day when it starts to okay. get frustrating. Well, cool. Well, um, before we transition to our backlog list, I did want to talk about a game I've been playing, which I realized in, after we'd started recording, but I've been playing Cocoon, uh, which Kyle talked about. Um, it's the, um, uh, it is uh, geometric interactive, um, which I believe is headed by, um, it's a small, it's, I think it's like Jep Carlson. Is that, is that their name? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, former play dead, uh, and J, uh, Jacob, um, it, it's, it's like it's studio founded by two former play dead employees, but, uh, it's this, um, isometric puzzler and the whole, the core conceit, if you missed last week's episode is you are stacking these orbs. You're almost like a bug carrying, uh, you know, these orbs and there are certain mechanisms in the world where you can place the orb uh into this socket and then you can go inside of that world that you've been carrying on your back so it becomes this puzzle of um zooming out of one world with another world on your back and like and passing by an objective uh or by an obstacle that maybe isn't there um in a different world and then coming back to it's it's uh like that the concept of it's almost inception a little bit you know some of the themes that they explore in that it's almost movie. like a, a russian nesting doll yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so you're just kind of carrying around these 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 orbs solving puzzles um there is no combat on your end there are boss fights and enemies that you want to uh, avoid but you're never actually attacking in like a direct sense uh you are interacting with the environment moving around um, solving puzzles to defeat, you know, occasional enemies. But for the most part, it is very much like movement puzzles. Um, there's a there's a really cool puzzle system uh, that they have in the game that involves throwing an orb into a series of tubes. And you have to run through the environment and press buttons to move the tubes in a certain way so that the ball makes it to its destination. And it, like, powers up a machine that you can then use to, you know, move past an obstacle or unlock a new power that kind of thing. But I'm really liking it. I, I I think if you are somebody who doesn't like puzzle games, I don't think you're going to like this. It's it's at times brain-breaking. I know one of Kyle's main critiques in his review is he felt like as soon as the game was like kind of hitting its stride and really fully exploring the concepts that uh, that's when the game ends. And I'm 48% through the game. Maybe I'm just more dumb than Kyle, but I, I kind of disagree a little bit. I think... Um, you know, I'm, I'm about two, two and a half hours in and I'm like feeling like it's hitting that stride. I've got another 50% of the game to go. It's only like four or five hour playthrough. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying the puzzles. I'm enjoying the world. I'm playing on switch. Um, notably, I, I, I will say that, um, the switch version doesn't run great, but I kind of, I was kind of expecting that, you know, there's a lot of really complex animations going on in this game and, and the, the and a lot of particles as well and that's when the the switch kind of um noticeably drops frames um but like the actual gameplay portions when those animations aren't going on 
um it's been fine and it was one of those games like we've got so much stuff coming out i wanted to make time for this that's why i picked it up on switch and played it on my my flight to sweden and um and so if you're in that boat you're looking for something bite-sized and it really interesting and different that's exactly what cocoon is i think again if you don't like those isometric you know action puzzle games sort of sort of vibe this probably isn't your game there's really not a narrative that's actually one of my main i I don't even know if it's a critique or an observation i haven't decided yet um but there is not really like a narrative that is pulling you through this experience it's kind of like and maybe maybe this is just like a testament to how interesting the world and the animations are but from the beginning of the game you kind of bloom out of this cocoon um your character and then you just like start running around and interesting things happen and and you're kind of just like oh i did something i got feedback it's very basic i guess game design like i did something i got some sort of feedback i want to do that again to see what the next feedback is going to be um and there's not like a where i'm at so far there's like no word spoken no text in the game it's literally just animation and in a weird looking alien world and uh that's kind of like the the main thrust you know yeah which to be fair is like i mean it's not play dead but it's very play dead style like their games they don't do text yeah but even dialogue it's very much but i mean even in limbo and inside you can kind of see like limbo it's like oh you want to rescue your friend and inside inside, you're running at the start you're running from the people who are chasing you at the start yeah like there's little things that you can like a, a through line that you can kind of grasp and sort of fill yeah. in the gaps along the way based on your cocoon own you literally just spawn the world and that's it <laughs> like there's no which i mean is that that's that's just true to life right don't we all just spawn into the world and that's it yeah yeah i guess i yeah. guess that's a good way of looking at it you know we all pop out of our little cocoons yeah yeah uh so that's like one of my if you're looking for that this definitely isn't the game for you like if you're looking for a more easy to follow story that is not it if you just kind of want to explore a weird alien world, um, I'd say it's worth your time. I, I, I've i seen some people, you know, throw around Game of the Year and stuff. Uh, as everybody always does with every single game release, there's going to be somebody who's like, Goaty? Question mark? I definitely yeah. don't... Lord of Rings Gollum? Yeah, Goaty? Um, I definitely don't think it's that for me personally, but... <laughs> Lord of the Rings Goaty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's interesting nonetheless. So let's get into our backlog lists. We each brought five-ish, uh, and Marcus wants us... Marcus, do you want to explain what we're doing since it was your idea? Um, yes, this is my my harebrained scheme. Uh, yeah, I figure since we're in October now, it's the busiest month of the year suddenly, and this is about the time of year where not only just like games media, but you know anyone that's an enthusiast starts to look at their backlogs and has to start making a few... Uh, sort of Sophie choices <laughs> for lack of a better term of like, what's, what am I going to keep playing and what's going to have to maybe get going to freezer for a bit as all these other games are coming out. And I thought we would do that here where we would take a few games that we're really excited about that we've either started playing and haven't finished, or maybe we want to get to that we haven't started yet and just rank them in order of like least likely to start or finish versus uh, least likely to start and or finish and yeah is i think this will be a nice uh exercise of uh honesty with ourselves yeah. <laughs> you know you know 
Um, so I can kick things off if you'd like. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. All right. So my number one game, and again, this is the game that I'm pretty determined to finish, uh, or most determined to finish, is Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I've been playing it pretty much all and on since launch. You know, things have gotten in the way, but I'm pretty deep into it. I have every intention of wanting to finish it because I'm really into the, the story that they're telling, and I enjoy the combat a lot in the world, and I really like the characters too. Like, it's one of those games where you're, I'm kind of, I'm happy to see people when I go back in, like, oh yeah, my, my crew, yeah. all right. And I got a pet Torgal and all that stuff. But like the last time I played, the story hit like a crescendo where I was like, oh, okay, I, I this was a good place to stop in terms of like, can't wait to get back in there. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid of saying where I am in front of you, Wes, because you finished it. And I know, know I'm far. <laughs> I don't want you to burst my bubble and say like, oh, you've got like 50 hours to go, buddy. <laughs> um, but like I, my only barometer for like, I knowing how, like I, how far I think I am, mm-hmm is just how many icons I have. And I'm like, okay, I've got more than three. I've got like at least four or five, I forget. But I've got enough to where I have to change them out and can't like, I, you know, I have more than I can equip at a time. Uh, I don't like this weird <laughs> smile you have. I just, face. I just, what, what was, what's the last icon you got? Should I say? Yeah. I won't tell you. I won't tell you how far you are. I just want to know. I don't. I think you're. I don't know if your face won't betray you, <laughs> but uh, okay. I the last one I got was Titan, and I've done some stuff after that, but that was like the last one that I got. So yeah, I guess take that for however you want. Uh, everyone at home that has finished the game. I want to know, Wes. It. How long does he have left? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell him. Starts, can you tell me? You can Wes do it. cackling maniacally. <laughs> you can. Def- you can definitely do it. You can. Is it less it. than I'll... ten hours? No. Oh God, no. No, no, no. I. I mean, I. I know things about like. I know there's at least one more I have to get, like one more icon, and that's. You're definitely. There's no way it's going to wrap up in you're, ten hours. <laughs> you're a bit into like the. You're a good bit into the last third. Like it's definitely you could definitely beat it with a like a good solid oh, really solid week depending on how much you play of of time. Um, also, uh, if you're playing on well, you have to be playing on PlayStation Five actually. It has that little thing on the home screen. It tells you the like progress bar yeah, thing. That is accurate. I, I have is, looked at that. It is one of the few that is accurate. Like when you beat the game, it will say a hundred percent. So whatever wherever you are is a good tell of it. It's just tracking your main quest. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've done. I've been pretty thorough with side quests too in that game. Um, even though a lot of them aren't like yeah, anything yeah. amazing, but it's one of those games where there have been a few that have been actually really good. So now because of those few, it's like, well, now I have to do all of them because there might be other like you know exceptions, right? Yeah, <laughs> MSQ only all the way through. <sighs> no, you got to do the ones that have the exclamation mark. They know some of their oh, side yeah, you quests. Got, you definitely want to do that. So they're like, yeah. just do the ones with the exclamation mark. Those are worth it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's a uh, Final Fantasy 16 of, of any other game on my list. That's the one that I'm most confident and the most sort of like driven to finish. And that's just me being a huge Final Fantasy fan. Wes, what's your what's your most likely to finish? My number one is a game I have not started, but I am I need to play it before the end oh, of the year. Oh, I that exclusively is... pick games I haven't started for mine. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mine's Armored Core Six. Uh I oh. as you might have guessed from the discussion we previously had on this podcast, I really like Souls like games. And I know Armored Core is not quite as Souls like, but it is in that same vein uh and i am just i really want to play it i really like from software games i've never played an armored core it looks cool all my friends who have never played an armored core 
really love it. And I think it has a shot of being in my top 10. So I'm going to commit to starting and beating it. And it seems like a pretty simple beat, like 20, 25 hours. Yeah. I think it depends a lot. Cause I know I've heard there's a lot of side stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you like mainline it, it seems pretty dual. Are you going to be, are you an ending sicko? Are you going to try to get like <sighs> different endings? Cause I've heard the game is longer or shorter depending on the choices you make and where missions you decide to do. I'm a platinum sicko, which is potentially worse than being an ending sicko. So it is, it's much worse. I might, <laughs> I might, I might, I know a uh, few of I you might and do you're all that. sick in the head. We are. Yeah. We ruined. I used to be one of you, <laughs> but I, I got healed. I'm I'm jealous. I put uh, it took me 102 hours to get the platinum in Final Fantasy 16. I used to buy games just so that my score would go up. Oh, I've actually like it was an if it was an easy did one. Did you buy that Avatar game that was like notoriously easy to get? Like a no, I remember game of score. Oh, the Avatar Can, one, yeah, back on the 360. Yeah, yeah. Peter Jackson. Yeah, yeah, we I rented it. I rented it. Oh yeah, I got I got the thousand on Peter Jackson's King Kong without even trying. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, one I time I played one game of Madden 09. Was Madden 09 or Madden 06? No, it was Madden 09. And uh, I got like 700 gamer score in one game. And I was like, this <laughs> game rules. <laughs> <laughs> I like football now. Yeah. Um, my number one is Viewfinder. Again, Ooh, I haven't yeah. started it, but it's high on my list. I've been following the game since it's early uh you know, tweets up for screenshot Saturday and stuff on social media. And uh, yeah, that I just I like puzzle games. That one in particular uh, has to do with the camera, which I like. I like cameras, and uh, I hear it's like not too long. So no, it's like because I finished it. Yeah. it's probably like four hours. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so that's number one on mine. Marcus, what is your your number two? My number two is Sea of Stars, uh, which I started on the flight for our trip that we just got back from Alex. I that's pretty much the game I played the most. And I'm probably, I'm like seven hours or so in. So I still got like a decent ways to go. But the game from what I keep hearing is about 20, 25 hours, like totally doable. Yeah. And I'm also really liking it. Like I, I want to see the end of that game because I've been having a really great time with it. Um, so yeah, not much more to say about it for now. Like I, I you know, I'm still like, <laughs> things are still opening up, but like I said, I've enjoyed what I played. And yeah, that's one I definitely want to be able to talk about at length when our game of the year discussions start. So, yep. See you stars, baby. Wes, what about you? My number two is Tears of the Kingdom, uh, which I don't Shame. actually know if I'm going to beat that Same. game by the end I of the year. I don't, either. I don't know if I want to. I'm the, uh, what? Because like I can, I can mainline it so that I can say I beat it, but that's not really how I want to play this game. I kind of just want to beat it one day. Um, that Wait, said... Wait, can we... Can't, can I ask what can we do the reverse of like, can you guys tell me where you are? I have I'm, done or, is it too, or how many regions have you done all the regions? I've done one the of region? the main shrines and I just oh, God. just got to my okay. second one. But I'm like <laughs> okay. I'm like fifty hours in. I I've played enough to know it is gonna be in my top ten, probably very high. Sure. So I'm not sure, sure I need to beat it, but I want to. Okay. Yeah, I'm um I've com- fully completed two and then I'm halfway through the other two temples. What are you doing? I it's a long started them at this. It's a long story. (laughs) I started the sand one, and then for an extra or not an extra uh, a charity stream, I had to go to uh, the mountain and the volcano, and so I started doing that for 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 reasons related to the stream. But I'm gonna go back and finish the sand one, 
I'm like in the temple proper now. Like I've done the whole lead up and everything. Uh, and I'm like in like, I'm, I'm actively trying to solve that temple. So I, I, I think I could probably beat it in like a weekend. I, I didn't I mean, include... if you mainlined it, I guess you could. Uh, I mean, I, I, uh, when I play tears of the kingdom, I typically have pretty long sessions. It's a goblin. Okay. But I mean, like sure. I'm saying you would have to main, you would have to mainline it and then do nothing. Else. Oh, it, when I, the way I play Zelda game, like breath, but well, these kind of Zelda games, I mainline it. And then I work on completing everything after that. Like, I'll go back and continue to oh, do shrines. Okay, so you don't... I'm the kind of person that, like, if I beat the story, I lose a lot of steam for going back hmm. with very rare exceptions. Even if it's stuff I know, like, oh, I've started. It's like, oh, this seems cool. But, like, something about seeing credits is, like, it, it's trained my brain to be like, all right, it's time to move on. Yeah. Because I, I have finished Tears of the Kingdom, and this has been one of the rare exceptions where I have gone back to clean some well, stuff Well, yeah, up. in that case, yeah, but, I don't know. Like, that's a good point. Maybe I just won't finish it and... Like I, it's like in my top three right now. Do you yeah. guys have the master sword? No, no, no. Oh, it, okay, I was like at least, at least get the master sword. I've seen the, some for, spoilers for the, for the too. moment alone. Yeah, I've seen some okay. spoilers, and I'm really bummed that I I haven't got seen spoiled. The, anything, and I'm tired of hearing about how good the ending is. And I'm hearing about this. I was gonna say the ending too is great, but I was yeah. like, I don't know if you'll get there. But at least the master sword is another exceptional moment. So it's like I've heard the that. I've heard the song that plays near the end of the game is like one of the best video game songs of all time. Like I've heard multiple people say like they were tearing up listening to it, and I. I'm a big I, sucker. For I know you're a big music, music guy. Yeah. Yeah. I could say I could see you. I could see it getting you, Wes. I'm very it, it excited. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. One day. I think I'm going to finish Tears of the Kingdom. It, it, Breath of the Wild is like one of my favorite games ever. I want to get a Breath of the Wild tattoo still. I'm going to I'm gonna finish Tears of the Kingdom. I'm just savoring it. Can the Breath of the Wild tattoo just be a like barely filled stamina meter? Mm, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking it would be the number of shrines I've I've completed. Oh, oh like a, it would just be all the shit. Yeah, like, like and then every time I complete a new one, I'll have to get a new tattoo, like a new update. Because you know they like display okay. them, and it's like, boom, boom. It's like rows of them it's on the loading screen. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's a, not that's so not really what find I'm do, a new but, No, I think uh, <laughs> it's like 140. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't include that or Baldur's Gate three on my list because I'm actively playing those, and I'm I'm gonna beat them. Again, I focus on games I haven't started. You're saying you're confidently saying you're going to beat them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are my top two right now that I want to finish. Okay. You know, it's funny because my number three is Baldur's Gate three. Mm. I'm not nearly as far as you. I'm I didn't do my number one. two, but that's fine. You keep going. Wait, <laughs> didn't you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's do. fine, I, Marcus. Oh, I'll do my number okay. two and three app together at the end. Wait, where was Tears? Okay. Are Tears not on your list? No, no. Oh, I I see. I see where you got confused. again. I, I only get the games that, was... that I didn't, I didn't, I haven't started because I'm pretty sure like most of the ones I've started, I'm going to finish because I've been very picky this year as to what I start. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But what... Well, I guess to jump into jump ahead in time a little bit, my bad. Yeah. Baldur's Gate three, uh, still, I guess relatively early for how big that game apparently is. Like I said, still in act one. I haven't played in a while, just again because of work and just other things popping up. But I've loved what I played of it so far. I, I this is my first Baldur's Gate, but I I love D and D. And from what I played so far, it has realized that D and D fantasy to the point where it's like I got to see all the wild, wacky things that could happen, and just also just hearing so many stories from people online about stuff that they've either discovered or or just like 
ways to deal with situations is that that's the main thing that makes me want to keep going back and finishing. I really it. need you to finish uh, it because I don't want to get to a situation at the end of the year where I'm vying for this is the best game and nobody else has finished it. That kind of thing. We've all, I think a few of us have started it, but no, has anyone on staff finished I'm, it? That we I think I'm close. Are you the furthest? furthest yeah. yeah. Okay. You think Miller, Miller should have started, right? He he's started, Mr. he D&D. did it. He did an op-ed on it. Yeah. Okay. You think he, I wonder if he's done. I don't think he has enough time to be done. <laughs> I'm like a couple hours into it and I know it will grab me, but it didn't immediately grab me because this is not the type of game that can grab you in an hour or two um, just because it's so involved. Uh, and I just don't, I don't, there's no world where I beat it this year. I want to put like a hundred hours into it and to play it properly. I won't be able to do that before the end of the year. And also a little inside baseball. We're doing, we have to know our game of the year stuff a little earlier by early December now. Yeah. Last year it was like late January, January and it was yeah. amazing. And now I'm like, like Marcus mentioned earlier, this really is like Sophie's choice time. I, and I don't like it. It's like, yeah. He's like, you're taking Baldur's Gate three out back with yeah. a shotgun. And then some of us have to play out of its 50 hours of a game that they give a six and then they cry because they <laughs> could put 50 hours into Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so yeah, Alex, you go ahead. Do your number two and number three now. Well, Wes, give me your number three real quick. My number three <laughs> quick one is uh, Sea of Stars. Haven't started it, but it's got everything I love about those kind of games. And I know I'll love it. So I'm going to be. Yeah. My number two is Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew. It's a oh. uh, stealth, tactical stealth game. Uh, I'm told by Leo Vader that there's some immersive sim elements in it. Um, and it looks really cool. And it's got really good reviews on Steam. Uh, when did it come out? Uh, I'm looking. It's like two months ago. Yeah. Something like that. It, was, it wasn't over the summer. August 17th is when it came out. So, yeah, I really I really want to play that game. Uh, and it's like the I'm studio um, closed after that yeah i was gonna say wait what really yeah yeah they got they closed oh no which is a shame because almost right after launch too it was pretty close it seems like this game did was a very good game i just don't know if it um found an audience which is tough to do in this year if you're not a massive ip um but yeah it got like and then ign gave it like a nine and got good reviews everywhere it's got 1900 steam reviews overwhelmingly positive yeah, just then between that and also just coming out in such a stacked year in particular, it's like like August was a good month for it. Cause I, I yeah. think from I remember August was relatively light, but even then it was just it's you know. I mean, I love all things pirates and it's a pirate game and I didn't it wasn't even on my radar because I didn't really know about it till reviews came out, which like I was the target and it didn't hit. Yeah, this um, is the same team behind like Desperados three and Shadow Tactics. Right. I met I met that team at a Desperados three preview at like an E three years ago back when E three was a thing. Nice team, I feel for them. Especially I mean, it's, it's like not much consolation, but at least they went out with apparently a banger. Yeah, their first Steam release, the video featured on their Steam page, is our byline. One of the best indie games I've seen from Game Informer. That's sad. This game looks so cool. I'll, I'll play it in honor of them. Like the best year for gamers, worst year for the Developers. people that make our games. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Number two is Shadow Gambit, the Cursed Crew. Uh, my number three is Cyberpunk 2077 slash Phantom Liberty. Uh, I'm going to play that whole game. 
Oh, before the... All right. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a big game. You've got... <laughs> I mean, you could technically... You can jump to the Phantom Liberty stuff pretty early, right? If you wanted to. Yeah. Oh, like I guess... It becomes available. I guess for this... For pretty... Game of the Year stuff, it really is just Phantom Liberty that's really in consideration. Yeah. Although if I... I'm... If I'm... I'm, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to dive in. Maybe I go to... Maybe I go to Phantom Liberty. Maybe I don't like the dog town or whatever. Like, can I, is it, can I just like drive there or do I have to like select and go there? You have to beat act one basically. So like 15 to 20 hours and then you'll get a call. You can't even go into dog town until you get that um, call. And will, will I screw myself for enjoying the main games ending? If I go and do uh, Phantom Liberty first and beat it and then go back. No, actually, um, Phantom Liberty has be and has a new ending for the base game that you can access right after beating Phantom Liberty that I think everybody should check out because it's one of my favorite video game endings this year. But you can also just ignore that and continue 2077 and then get one of the base game endings, which are also great in their own right. Yeah, so should I not? So if I want to see the rest of Phantom Liberty, should I? Maybe, maybe just as soon as you finish Act 1, just go straight to phantom liberty and just get out the way i would do phantom liberty when you get the call in the game because that's when they organically want you to do it okay and then and then you'll have a mission that lets you access the new ending that you can do at any time but you can just ignore it and go play however much more and then when you get to the end pretty obvious it's the end yeah you'll know you're at the end and you can like at that point, you could basically click this quest that you got after beating Phantom Liberty to go do that ending, or you can go do this quest to go do one of the base game endings. It'll be pretty clear cut, like which route you want to head down ending wise. Okay. Well, then I'll do that, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's my number three. Pretty sure I could beat that. Uh, and I want to. Uh, Marcus, what's your number four? My number four is Lies of P. Mm-hmm. Yeah which I have not started at all, um, but I got it installed. I, every time I go on my PS5 dashboard, I'd see little Timothy Chalamet staring at me, inviting me into his, his dark world of puppets. Uh, I know I'm going to love that game just because I, I love Souls games, and the premise has always fascinated me, and then hearing just all the praise about it. Uh, it's one I definitely want to make time for, and it has moved up the queue, <laughs> just hearing how good it apparently is. It's just it's lower on my list just because I I it's the only one I like I have not touched yet yeah. at all. So um it's a longer but game I, too. It's like forty five hours just to beat it. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like I think it's squeezing in, right? You know, while also trying to finish Baldur's Gate. Yeah, forty five hours, one work week. <laughs> How many work weeks? I mean, I guess that's one left? way to freight. Like four? <laughs> don't don't say that. I like to pretend that there's more time than there actually is. I think you might have six or seven. <laughs> I don't like seeing it laid out in front of me. I was like, no, there's uh, my brain likes to pretend we live in like a hyperbolic time chamber esque calendar. I need more people to beat this game. It does not have the best ending of the year, which is sometimes an award we do in the magazine. I kind of want to just go YouTube it right now. I want to pitch like most wild ending because it is the wildest ending. Like I have never reacted that way to a game's ending and i heard i go and watch videos of people watching of seeing the ending for the first time just because it brings me so much joy it's it's so awesome yeah i've heard that and i've had to fast forward through some podcasts that have like tried to get into it but yeah you're not alone in that apparently it's uh (laughs) it's it's awesome (laughs) jeez all right so yeah lies of p 
I guess I guess it's good that it's fourth because it's like I know I want to play it, but will I finish it in time? The odds are against me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those you could at least jump into to see if you like what it's doing. Because for the most, like it holds up. So once you put ten hours in, if you're like, oh yeah, this is like one of my favorite games this year, like you can confidently be like, okay, this would be if I beat it. Um, I don't think you need to like reach the ending to to know it's a good game. Yeah. Um, my number four is uh, El Paso Elsewhere, oh, um, yeah. oh. which is this uh, indie game I've been hearing lots of good things about. I don't even From, know too uh, much about Strange it. Strange Scaffold is That's the developer. The developer. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I listened to him on a uh, Remap Radio podcast recently. It seems really cool. And yeah, I just watched like a gameplay game clip of it and it just, it looks awesome. And he did all the music himself. Like original tracks, there's like I heard rap that. and rock yeah. and like it's all him. And I think that is very awesome. And um, it's just one of those indie games that slipped under my, under my radar that I know I'm going to love. So I definitely want to commit to beating it. Yeah, that game seems cool. And I should add that to my list. <laughs> it's on Game Pass too, I think, which I just canceled. It recently, is. But... Yeah, I canceled my Game Pass. Maybe I'll resub eventually. <laughs> I still have mine. Once they get Call of Duty and Diablo Four, is what you're saying. I just got. I, I hit a. I hit a peak with my subscription <laughs> services. You know. Same. Right. Right. And of course, For there's the been like several games that have come out that are like on Game Pass. I'm like, oh, cocoon. It's like I quit during the holiday season. I know that's so dumb of me. I should have quit in January. But it's kind of freeing to be like, well, I don't have that, so if I don't get a code, I'll have to either buy it or skip it. I, I, I'm becoming mortal again, Marcus. I've been told that Phil Spencer loses one month of his life for every console, uh, every cancellation of Game Pass. Oh, that's not good. It's like you're chipping away <laughs> at his mortality. But does he gain? Does he gain <laughs> vitality when you sign up? Yes, he's kind of. So he's like he's, he's going to live for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not as big a deal as it sounds. Yeah, my number four is a game that came out early in the year: A Space for the Unbound. I want to play Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I've heard really good things about it. I have a, it seems like it might be, there might be themes of like loss and that kind of thing. I don't really know anything about it. I've just seen the artwork and, uh, and the pixel art and also the people who are just saying it's really well done. Yeah. I know Kyle is a really big fan of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like he, he finished it and I, that would be on my list, but I think it wouldn't be just cause it's like, it's a shorter game. So it's like, okay, if I start it now, I, I could conceivably finish that in a timely manner. So I don't, I'm not as concerned about it. It's more like I have to remember to play that game. <laughs> yeah. It's apparently 10 hours long for the main quest. And it yeah, says it's, like a, it's a slice of life adventure game with beautiful pixel art set in the late nineties, rural Indonesia that tells a story about overcoming anxiety, depression, and the relationship between a boy and a girl with supernatural powers. Yeah, that game is a, it was one of the early sort of like indie surprises because it was like January or February when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. But that good call on that one. Yeah. That's at the top of my list. Um, All right, Marcus, take us away with your number five. Man, there's like three or four games that could take this spot in terms of like, there's probably no way it's going to happen. <laughs> um, But I'm, you know, a game that I probably have done the dirtiest this year of like, I did start this, but it's just like, I've gone so far away from it is a Wulong Fallen Dynasty. <laughs> Uh, i really like that game but man did it it was just getting sideswiped left and right by like new releases or just review games and then you know it gets resident evil 4 i think came out right around it yeah that sounds right that's yeah definitely in in the neighborhood it's a good Um, game but yeah yeah it's good 
I, really I like what like I played it. of it. Like I got past that first boss that gave a lot of people trouble. Uh, and Bo Bolong or Wobo or oh, I don't know his name. Big guy that transforms. Yeah, and... he gave. Oh, me you're trouble. talking about you're talking about the very first boss. Yeah, the the the, the sort of like the, the gut check of like, do you think you want to yeah, play this game? You spent seven. <laughs> you've spent sixty dollars on this game at least. Do you want to keep going? <laughs> yeah. And then you beat his first form. You're like, hey, I'm good at this. And then oh, you yeah, you're like, why did, why did I think this was over? Of course it's not. <laughs> that they, they say like, that difficult. That's usually like, you know, second half game difficulty in Souls Likes. That is like one of the hardest bosses I have fought uh, in recent memory. And it's the first literally it's the tutorial boss is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, OK, after you beat him, the game actually starts. But I will say it does its job of like once you beat him, you're pretty you're good to go for everything else in terms of like, all right, I, I, I think I can handle myself now. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm a good bit past him for sure, but I'm still early overall. And like I said, I, I like the Neo games. I, I, I like team Ninja in general and souls games, of course. And I've liked what I played that game, but it's just kept getting <laughs> every, everything just kept one upping it and upstaging it, you know? Yeah. And, and now you're like, am I going to have my skills atrophy to where I get back to the game? And it's just like, I'm back to square one. You know what I mean? Now that you've waited, you can um, take advantage of a fun crossover and use uh, Pinocchio's umbrella sword from Lies of P. Oh, right. And Wola. That's right. So if I do that, I don't need to play Lies of P. I can exactly. technically say I beat the, I beat both games at the same time. Exactly. Because yep. of, yeah, okay. That's the way to do it. I'm going to use, I'm going to bring that up during <laughs> Goatee. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what that crazy ending was, but I used this umbrella. So <laughs> it counts. Yeah. Uh, Wes, what's your number five? My number five is Pikmin 4. Um, I've been on a journey with the Pikmin games over the past couple of years. One of my best friends, this is like favorite series. I legitimately believe he's the number one Pikmin fan in the world. I played Pikmin 1. Oh, Miyamoto. <laughs> yeah, Pikmin 1. And then I played 3 two years ago. And I played 2 this year. And I do want to play 4. Uh, Nintendo doesn't typically send out a lot of codes. And... Uh, it's just hard. Like buying a game is a tougher thing for me because we often get codes and I have like a nice neat budget and uh, a $60 Nintendo game is not in that budget currently, but I'm going to try to make it part of that budget. Cause I think I will love Pikmin four. Although it's the, it's number five on my list. Cause it's like apparently a 40 hour game. And I just don't know if I've got 40 hours of Pikmin in me right now, but I've yes. heard, and I don't know how accurate this is or, but I've heard the game end sooner than you think i've heard their like credits happen yeah and it doesn't the, the mario thing of like you can keep going and then that's apparently where the game gets hard and good it's basically but, whatever it, it, like, stops game at a does. certain point yeah you roll okay, you have like, like a main quest and then you can roll credits pretty easy on it but like beating a pikmin game is 100 percenting a pikmin game and collecting every treasure so you wouldn't be satisfied? No, I wouldn't. Just I would credits. not be allowed to. My my friend would he would roast me if I stopped at credits. Like I've I've one hundred percented the other three. I have to commit to this one. Um, of course, yeah. I can. I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> my um my final one is RE4 remake. I ooh, have yet to ooh, play. That's it. a that's a big one. Yeah. Oh, you haven't. Oh yeah, that's you got to play. So, it, like so, and like now you have that and, and the DLC. Yeah, several ways DLC, DLC too, exactly. which I I just wrapped up. And it's also very good. Like, are are we counting that on our top ten? You think? Are you for me? It's weird because yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. so yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to be on my personal top. 10. But like, like as I a website, that, do we count that since it's I think so. I don't think I don't think Blake would allow us not to. Okay. okay. <laughs> but but I mean, I would be with them of like, no, this is like they did a lot of stuff to that thing to where 
you know, it, it's not like just like, oh, they just made it look nicer. Like they they put in a lot of work to make that feel different, but like still like the same. It, yeah. It's weird to say, but I, I think I would pull for like, yes, it should be in contention. Okay. Then that's my number five for sure. It was going to be that of Sea of Stars, but I think uh, I changed it to remake. It seems like a significant, a significant game. Um that I want to experience. And I really enjoyed interviewing uh, Capcom about it on our cover oh, trip. Yeah. God, that was year. this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in that January. Was, that, was, that was January. It was... Me, and, me, and, me and Alex in Osaka. That was literally the first week of January. Like We started yep. the new year going to Osaka for that cover story. I want to say it was like January 6th <laughs> or 7th that we flew out. Yeah, That's still my yeah. favorite rapid fire that we've done in recent years. But whenever you bust out the... <laughs> the little baggy things oh, the, and... the merchant <laughs> yeah. yeah so good we've got a we've got a pretty good rapid fire for our next cover that's not yet announced Ooh. yes um I'm that i feel like i don't know if it rivals that yeah, it, was, it was pretty fun we got some good questions and some good back and forth that's exciting well let's get into uh listener questions that uh now that we've wrapped up that we have a lot of questions kind of about that topic um before we do get into our listener questions i do want to go over some housekeeping uh, again, if you want to support Game Informer, you're enjoying this podcast, you want to support us, uh, head over to GameStop.com slash Game Informer. Scroll down a bit. You'll see our, our newest issues. And if you want to get a print version, you can buy them there. Uh, all past issues on there are $5.99. But starting with issue 360 and going forward for new issues, they'll be $7.99. Um, and our, issue 360, again, is our um, Super Mario Wonder uh, cover story. And uh, yeah, that, that really helps us out. Uh, you can, of course, uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and uh, rate us on Spotify. Be sure to go, to go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Game Informer, uh, and our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Game Informer. And then lastly, go listen to All Things Nintendo, which is our, our weekly Nintendo podcast that releases every Friday, hosted by our online content director, Brian Shea. Uh, I think that does it for housekeeping. Do want to give a shout out to Matt Storm, aka DJ Stormageddon. Go and listen to their podcasts, uh, the Fun and Games podcast and the Reignite podcast. They also have a movie podcast called Screen Snark, um, and there's an episode where they talk about our um, our our Spelunky documentary that Blake and I did earlier in the year. So go check that out. Uh, let's get into listener questions. If you want to be part of the show and submit your questions, you can email us. Uh, at podcast at gameinformer.com with the subject line Game Informer Show question or join our Discord, uh, which you get access to by subscribing one time on our Twitch channel. It's just like a, a paywall that helps us, a one-time paywall that helps us uh, keep trolls out and keep the, the community, uh, you know, uh, nice and safe. Um, we, of course, also have mods and all that. But uh, yeah, join our Discord and uh, in the Game Informer Show um, channel. Be sure to leave us a question. We will most likely read it off on this show. Uh, we've got several this week from our Discord community. The first one being from Troidal Power, who asks, given that Lords of the Fallen is a talking point, <laughs> what are some of your favorite absolutely terrible sequel titles? We kind of talked about Lords of the Fallen itself and how that is a dumb, but I think we can expand it to just sequels in general. Are there any really dumb sequel titles? I've got two. This one is probably no surprise. Uh, this entire series has a lot of bad titles. Uh, this one's the worst. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Um, yeah. 
And then the other I feel one, like Square Enix games are cheating almost. <laughs> those, those are like the free space yeah. and the bingo card of bad sequel names. Speaking of which, I know that the sickos of this series probably love this, but near replicant version point one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. You remember that off the top of your head? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I am one of those uh, near sick. No, I'm just kidding. I just don't. Yeah, it's cool. I guess if you're a near fan, it's like, oh, that's fun. That's very nearish to do, but silly. Don't do that. Remember when Jeff Keighley said the full number at like the Game Awards <laughs> last year or whatever, and he was like really proud of himself. <laughs> Honestly, recent memory, I, I, it's this might not be the worst one, but it's the one that irks me currently it's probably still call of duty modern warfare 2 and i guess 3 of yeah. like sure i was like okay call the call of duty like modern warfare 2019 sure because you can do the one you can do it once right of like just to signify this is a reboot but then after that you got to name it something else you can't literally do another trilogy of the same name and then call it the same thing because now we have two trilogy like you can't they bioware can't do mass effect one two and three and just call it that again and have it be new story basically well if they use roman numerals but, they can't oh okay my mistake yeah, yeah that's, that's true that's the key um <laughs> yeah the romans still exist in, in mass effect um oh but yeah yeah that's that's the one where i just look at it and go like just a subtitle maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah. like anything yeah. else <laughs> you know i think mine would be dying light to stay human <laughs> <laughs> Is this it's strictly because it doesn't have a colon? Yes, right? like yes. If, it a, if it had a colon, it would be somewhat. It better. becomes so much worse without the colon. It's like dying to stay human, dying light to stay. It just yeah. sounds like somebody was like in a pitch meeting and had like they were like stumbling. They were trying to have like a, a play on words and they stumbled through it. Dying light to stay to stay human, and <laughs> they're like perfect. Put it on. Put it on the cover. And what was annoying about that is that remember it wasn't even they added that relatively late. Like it was dying like two for a long time. And then like, I feel like it wasn't like the last six months. I think so. Before it came out, they were like, actually streams. it has a sub. So I remember we all reacted to it. Like, wait, why did they, why did they add that? Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't, it made it, they just made it worse. But you just need the number or the subtitle. You don't need both. I think in addition to the call of duty uh, and a Lords of Fallen discussion, the star Wars battlefront games, that ea rebooted they they oh right they did the same thing like there's two battlefront twos yeah Yeah. at least there was like a well i guess there was a lot of time between modern warfare twos that's not even an excuse yeah Uh, just uh, reusing names in general is lame if if you add a you like the modern warfare uh situation or like what we talked about earlier god of war or prey or other layers of fear that one's pretty bad Mm. um oh right I like nobody wants to have to write the game name and then in parentheses put the year. That's that's no fun. Just yeah. Come up Maybe with people should ask how how Google friendly is your name. <laughs> they should. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm looking through my Steam my Steam library right now, looking for some, and I feel like I've hit most of the big ones that would stick out to me. Just give them different names, and you're already off to such a great start compared to what a lot of publishers are doing. Uh, oh, you know what? You know what? I don't like. And I think that this this is a me problem because I didn't play the originals and so I didn't never knew what order to play them in. But Metro 2033, Metro tw- Last Light. But the way they do them is like Metro 2033 Redux, Metro Last Light Redux. I guess it's not Exodus. that complicated. But like, I don't know. I, I'm just dumb. And Well, I mean, those are sort of like special versions of those games. I know the Redux part is. For whatever reason, I 
my brain can't keep track of which metro is the first one which is the second oh it's not clear which i mean i kind of like i kind of yeah like at least they all stand out like yeah uh, like but yeah last light always makes me think it's the last one um but then there's exodus like metro exodus i want to think is like the first game because they're like escaping some i should play those games i have never played them they're good I, I I beat all three of them. I I like. Do they seem like Alex Van Aken kind of games? Yeah, kind of like survival shooters with some horror. Okay. Yeah, I could get down with that. Oh, a also also one. the Tomb Raider reboots. Mm, yeah, Mortal Kombat. I mean, those 1. are fine. Those are fine. At least those are Mortal like Kombat like, One. Yeah, that one's. Really it's not oh, even yeah, like they didn't even. It's not that bad. they just did yeah. Mortal Kombat. They added the one in there. Same thing with Battlefield yeah. One by EA. See now now I'm oh, terrified yeah. of like what more. I'm terrified of what the sequel to Mortal Kombat 1 does. Like, don't you do it. Don't do the Call of Duty. Don't you dare call it, it Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. <laughs> We've already... What about Final Fantasy? Like Final Fantasy 10 2? Or... That's clear, 11, though. It's like, this is... 12, 1, if you're going to make a know. sequel to 10, it's like, that's the really the clearest way to do it. And that's, that's Square style, Enix. But... They get the pass. But then they do the Lightning yeah. Returns stuff. Yeah. Final Fantasy uh, 13 3. Well, it's called Lightning Returns. That's right. And then yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Final Fantasy 13. Yeah, I'm actually going to say that's that's a bad one. Because he yeah, also no. switched up the format of the names. That's that's a fair assessment. Yeah. That's pretty bad. All right. Moving on. Um, we've got so many tabs open here. Let's go. Uh, Jill Grote asks. Hey, Jill. Indie Informer. Yeah, former Game Informer, current Indie Informer. Uh, what backlog game that you eventually played turned out to be amazing? For me, it was The Last of Us. I played that game like four or five years after it came out. And oh, I was like, hey, awesome. this game, this game's really good. You guys are right. This? Yeah, y'all are <laughs> y'all are right. I did the same thing for the Uncharted series before four came out. Um, I played all three right before four came out. I'm trying to think of something that was like a significant amount of time between like release and I came out. I mean, maybe like a Maybe like Chrono Trigger, because I didn't play that in its day. I played that when it was on the um I played the PS1 version of it that came bundled with uh, Final Fantasy VI and four. That was the, that was like the first version that added the the anime cutscenes. Uh, I forgot what that collection was called. It was like Square Soft collection thing or something. Yeah. They had those three games. Uh but yeah, that was when I was like, Oh, okay, I see why people love <laughs> this game. Okay. I'm I'm a little late to this party, but I and I didn't even play it on PS1, I played it on PS2. I believe, yeah. So, yeah, I'll say I'll say Chrono Trigger. Mine what about would be uh, Ghost Runner, which came out in 2020, but I didn't play it till last year. And I played it, and it's like one of my favorite games of all time now. I am eagerly awaiting the sequel, which comes out this month. Um, I just think that game rules, and it's all of the things that Wesley likes in a game. Neon, cyberpunk, fast-paced, sword-slashing, not too long not too short like put into one game um and it rules and the music is so damn good and i am cannot wait for that sequel uh matt storm asks what is the game in your backlog you are most disappointed that you haven't played yet for me it's armored core 6 fires rubicon i love that series and was desperate for a new one but i've yet to find the time for it are we saying backlogs for this year or just i think in general like things that you're really upset you haven't you haven't played yet i think mine is probably persona 5 that is such a good one. Yeah. Mine's probably Last of Us Part 2. You haven't played Last of Us Part 2? <laughs> I've gone through half of it. Okay. Did you stop after half it, half of it intentionally? Yeah, I stopped when you when you Yeah. when Abby comes into play. Did you stop because of okay. that or just something got No, away? I was just I was 
the game was heavy <laughs> and yeah i uh i was like i'm gonna this is a good a good place to i won't say who but if like, it helps some it'll... one of my favorite characters got you know unexpectedly killed as what happened that happens in that series and yeah. then people aren't mad about that it's okay well, not that one. A different one. Oh, okay. A different oh, okay. one. <laughs> I was like, I was like, do, do we care about spoiling that at this point? No, no. Di- a different <laughs> one. Like... Different character. And uh, yeah, I was just like, I need a break. I'm gonna. I can't wait to come back to this. But I just got. I felt like I got through a gauntlet, and then it was like. And then people were also saying the second half of the game is like really tense and scary at certain moments. Yes. Yeah. Way better than the first half, too. And in my opinion. and ups- and upsetting too. Yeah. Really. It's very upsetting in, in, in various ways. It's I don't know if I've ever been more frustrated at a video game character than something that happens towards the end of the yes. game or the last third of it. If you're gonna jump back in, I would definitely restart. You you'd want to like be very knowledgeable of that first half. Yeah. You don't want to come in cold. While playing the second half. Yeah. Um, but definitely worth it. But if you thought the first half was tense and heavy uh the second half is even more so so be prepared yeah, it does not it doesn't let up <laughs> do you think i could play through it on easy mode and then once i get to the part i was at i change the difficulty do they let you do that yeah uh probably you just, I mean, you I just can't you switch can, from the hardest to an easier one grounded okay. i think it's yeah. called yeah okay so what was yours wes i thought it was for this year so it's Baldur's gate 3 just because i know i'm gonna love it and i'm sad i didn't have time to play it this year but you mentioning Persona Five is probably my actual answer. I'm like 88 hours into that game, and oh, you've started it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a good bit into it. I just I I stop every time I finish a palace, which is like a good pausing point. Um, I'm going to uh, Japan next year, next March, with my wife for like vacation. My goal is to play it leading up to that because I think uh, I did that on my work trip to Japan this year, and it was very cool to see how well Persona uh, has done tokyo okay you should also uh do um uh ghostwire tokyo i have i have ghostwire on installed because it's the plan as well and um yakuza zero as well for the uh red light district yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna hit the cop cop yeah do it yeah. Yeah. uh groffles asks which of those pesky early 2023 releases will you forget about when talking about game of the year hi-fi rush for spoken Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy this year? That feels like three years ago. Two years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was February, I think. Oh and Forspoken was late January. That well. feels like 2022. Yeah. Yeah, Forspoken feels especially like because that game just made no impact. Yeah. Maybe not a great impact. Wild Hearts, yeah, like, Atomic was... Heart, they kept going. Wild Hearts came yeah. out this year and the studio has already, well, EA has already announced their ending support for it, which is like such. Wait, really? Yeah, that's like such an indictment of this industry so uh, man i didn't i didn't hear that yeah i think i'm gonna um, forget about hogwarts legacy because i didn't play it yeah i haven't played it either um so nothing to forget other than its lack of impact <laughs> uh fire- well, i mean it had an impact but it was very <laughs> divisive yeah um i was like i don't know if i'd say no impact but um <laughs> i i mean honestly i think a space for the unbound I think we brought it up before of like, that's something I, I genuinely really want to get to. And I have to remind myself that to do that, you know, I've got fire emblem engage, which I gave a nine. I loved that game. And I just forget that it happened this year. Cause it was January as well. They mentioned hi-fi rush. That's a good pool. I think a lot of people might forget about that with game of the year stuff. Although it's not really a contender for me. And I hate to say it, but star Wars Jedi survivor 
is a game I forget about often, even though I really loved it. I want to remember it for game of the year because it's one of the best games this year. I just, when I think about it, I forget about it. Wait, is that how it works? When you think about something, you forget about it? <laughs> when I think about game of the year, I forget that that okay. is a contender. Chain asks, whatever happened to 120 FPS gaming this generation? In 2020, we were all buying 120 Hertz TVs to prepare for the we next were? no we weren't uh the next generation we? consoles <laughs> three years into the generation only a handful of games can do 120 and usually for a huge price in the fidelity how do you see the mid-gen consoles addressing this if at all thanks for the show guys so one thing i learned one thing i learned when i was purchasing uh pc monitors was it's uh, it's always better if you want 120 hertz at least right now, it's way cheaper to just get a PC monitor that can do it um, and not a whole TV. Like eventually I would like, I'm waiting for the technology to catch up so the price comes down, but I play my games on a 144 hertz, 1440p IPS screen, IPS display. And if I wanted to do all of that, but at 4K, then I would have to pay like $2,000 for a PC monitor or like 2,500, at least back when I was shopping. Not so I just kind of probably need was, like a beefy video card too, right? Like a yeah, 4090 or something for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I played 144 Hertz on a lot of games, actually many games on PC. I'm always above a hundred um, and it reflects on my PC monitor. It's really, yeah, it's the consoles that, that struggle. Um, and I think it's, yeah, I, th- I think it's a mixture of like, people want to maximize, you know, the look of their game, the amount of enemies on screen, uh, the, the post-processing stuff like shadows and blur and, and film grain and particles. Like what's the easiest thing to sacrifice to, to make that happen. It's get not having hundred, putting a 60 FPS cap on. And then you have, so much more processing power versus double at 120 FPS. Uh, I feel like it's really like the big, either games that are very much simple, stylized, not power intensive. They can hit 120 easily or like the very huge budget AAA. They've got 500 people working on this game. Um, Call of duties, you know, that kind of thing. Call of duty being one of the few that does have 120 Hertz modes. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah like i actually just pulled up a list of console games that actually support it because i know it's not a lot (laughs) and between like ps5 and xbox one like the xbox one has more mm -hmm. but it's still just like it's not a big list and a lot of them are old games you know not a ton of them like new releases i um i'm like uh a, a sicko for technology and stuff like this like i that's i spend a lot of time just like looking at tv reviews and that kind of stuff the thing that the the trick to 120 that I think more developers need to take advantage of is something that Insomniac has been spearheading, which is if you have a TV that can do 120 hertz, they make it so where your fidelity mode, which is the 4K mode, can go up to 40 frames per second as opposed to 30, which it's usually locked at. Which 40 doesn't sound like a lot more, but because of the science of refresh rates, 40 is the halfway point between 30 and 60, technically. Um, so with a 120 Hertz TV, like in Marvel Spider-Man and, uh, Miles Morales, you can put on fidelity mode, which is 4k. You can turn on your 120 Hertz 
mode. And that bumps up the 4K mode to 40 frames per second, which is like the best mode for those games, in my opinion. And that's what I want to see more developers take advantage of. Because to be honest, if you want 120 hertz, I think you probably should just be playing on PC. Like that's, yeah. um, like if I, when I'm playing on a TV, like I want big, immersive, beautiful experience. If I'm on PC, I'm using a mouse and keyboard. Like I'm trying to, I want the fast gameplay while playing Fortnite or Call of Duty or something. So yeah, I think developers are, because again, uh, there's not a ton of games for it. I think developers just probably waiting for the adoption rate to increase before, you know, investing and in making a game run that well or, or that fast, I guess. Because like you said, TVs are still, that can do it, are still expensive. <clears throat> so Also, they have to be able to, like, they're developing with Xbox in mind. They also have Series S that they have to, that Microsoft has, like, clauses that, Effectively, like you have to release it on both, and uh, you know we're seeing cases of Xbox Series S getting capped at thirty instead of sixty. Like they, they aren't even hitting sixty, and so it's just like that wall's getting chipped a bit. You know, we saw Baldur's Gate three be an exception, and there was something else that that's true. Yeah. Kind of bypassed that rule. I forget the game, but there was something else where like there was like not feature parity with another uh, release. Yeah. Alan Wake two coming out. Yeah, won't have performance yeah. mode on Series S. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so the it's it's starting to the wall is coming down a little bit. Yeah, it's very easy to <laughs> break, say that early in the break. generation, and then you've got these heavy hitters. They're like, okay, you get an exception. Okay, yeah, you can get an exception. At what point do you just you know? I mean, at this point, now that the precedent's been set, every developer's gonna be like, well, what about them? They got it. Yeah. We, yeah. Why can't we? <laughs> and then you've got the people who own a Series S being like, Microsoft, are you are you you know? There's pressure on all sides. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those like just buy a PC. Why we... You can plug it into a TV just fine. That's what I do. That's not true. I, I have every console because I'm broken in the brain. Whoa. Okay, money bags. Okay. <laughs> I, I spent some on <laughs> my taxes because I have to. I'm the video guy. I have to have. I have to be able to capture. Mm-hmm, you know, at the, mm-hmm. it's like I gotta get the nice PS5. I get the nice Series X. Although I'm thinking about selling. I don't, I've got two Xboxes in front of me. I've got a Series S. I want to just keep the Series S and not worry about anything because it's so small, it's so tiny, it's awesome. But wait, not worry about anything. We just said that there. I know. Well, now there's more things to worry about. Well, I know exactly. You should keep the X exactly. And be, you'll be set. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. what you have on what you'd want to play an X for, you could just play your PC, right? Because they all exactly. the Xbox games come to PC. Yeah. I mean, That's yeah, if I'm you at. have like a good PC, then you're you don't need either Xbox. Oh yeah, Mr. Moneybags really. has a great PC, I think. <laughs> that is what they call for work. The for work. Right, all right, Mr. Homeowner, you know, throwing stones. <laughs> when they see you walk down the street with your yeah, walk down the street with your look at that giant bookshelf. That's probably the same square footage as my my bathroom. Wow. <laughs> It's a strange. You a li- I can't. Your your, your like, house is so big. I can't even see the end of it. It just like goes fades point. to white back there. That's right? actually just goes into- that's heaven back there. I'm that close to death. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just closer to yeah. Florida is heaven on earth. Apparently, no. It's not. It's not my heaven on earth. Yeah, man's draw distance is is clipping out because his house is so big. <laughs> <laughs> the fogs they had to bring in the fog so the, the n64 fog. Yeah. i have a i have the xbox series s house so yeah look at this look <laughs> i can touch my wall behind me <laughs> i don't think wes could throw something that goes far enough back 
Mr. Moneybag, Mr. Homeowner, Mr. Equity. You know, why don't you why don't you watch what you're saying around around <laughs> these parts, brother? Um, brother. What are we talking? What are we talking about? Ec- games. Uh, Ghost of Mitch Hedberg <laughs> asks, as a big gamer this year, as a big gamer, comma. Okay, we gotta add a comma. Ghost of Mitch Hedberg. I know you're named after a stoner comedian, but you gotta have some punctuation so I can read it on the show. As a big gamer, comma, this year has been a bit terrible for me. My hands slash wrists have been in pain since about the time Zelda launched. I'm sorry. And I've been dealing with carpal tunnel slash tendonitis tendonitis since. Have any of you experienced anything that limited or stopped your ability to game? If so, how are you able to handle or treat it? Well, I'm sorry you're going through that. I also suffer from tendonitis flare-ups. Mine's mostly my lit and my foot, my ankle, because I've injured it a while ago and uh it likes to come up but i do have it on my wrists occasionally and what i've found sometimes goes to mitch hedberg is like changing the way i play a game helps like i'm stretching new muscles so like if i've been playing a lot of keyboard and mouse i will try to play games with my controller my gamepad and it just like changes the way my hand is being my hand is resting in a different way it's like using different muscles slightly and I feel like that that gives, depending on what part's hurting, sometimes that gives me relief. Um, I also sometimes just like take a break from gaming and like focus on like doing something else during a flare up like that or something. Um, I think I I also have a wrist brace that doesn't really do much for me to be honest. Like I feel like it, I feel like it doesn't help me all that much, and that might just be a me thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like just taking care of your body, exercising, uh, eating well during flare ups like that. I don't know if your carpal tunnel is like constant or if it mine seems to come and go um, every now and then. And so and it typically I also get it because I hold I work with cameras a lot for work and it's a lot of uh, you're holding a lot of weight on your wrists at times and balancing things. And you're trying to. Yeah, just it adds to uh it makes your makes your wrists hurt sometimes uh and um yeah so i feel your pain Uh, i don't feel your pain i feel my pain um but maybe they're similar do you guys have any any recommendations or or do you guys suffer from this at all no i mean not yet i feel like age comes for us all at some point i should say i'm also an uh, avid guitar player so my hands got a lot going on you know yeah you're just yeah, I've been lucky where I like. No, you you you, you stopped know, what you're gonna. What, what, what joke were you gonna make, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> you stopped. I'll leave that one in the, in the archives <laughs> but, um, but for for later use. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, um, but uh, yeah, I I mean, you know, like I said, I, I've been fortunate. Nothing like that yet. I've heard from peers. I, I was usually talking to Lucy James about that when I was in uh, L.A. Because I know she has. She told me that she hates using a dual sense because it's like something about the size of it or it's too big. But it like constantly gives her pain. And I have actually, yeah. Like, same thing with the dual sense. No, specifically um, dual sense. Um, okay. Yeah. And there's like no alternative for it, really. Like there's no like smaller version or just any real like redesign of it. I mean, I know there's like that pro one they put out. I think she said it didn't really do much for her because it's still kind of the same shape at the end of the day i think it might know? be less the dual sense for me and more the placement of the analog sticks like when i'm like the xbox controllers and the pro controllers for the switch the offset acts the offsets they just like feel better for me i'm not having to stretch one one finger out to touch and i think just right. in the long run that saves you 
you just need like offset offset a- uh, sticks. sticks yeah yeah and, yeah i think yeah. they're more comfortable um, uh than than the parallel sticks. i mean i agree with that yeah in, yeah i think in general uh i i mean i i would just echo what you said like just i mean i'm sure that ghost of mitch does this already but you know like stretching or any sort of like hand exercises i don't want to recommend any specifically because I, I don't know what would help because <laughs> I, I i don't know what it feels like but i mean like just keeping them loose and limber and you know that's just good advice for really your body in general that's why I like i stretch regularly anyway um so you know if you are already doing that just keep it up maybe just and you're like and don't try to force yourself to play something if you're in pain you know you don't want to yeah exactly also it. hey consult your doctor Yes, no, we, we should probably put we that like doctors. we should put like that that little disclaimer that you see in like every yeah. Wes might be a doctor because his house bottom. he's got the giant house, the Sims house. So maybe he that's is a doctor, um, but I'm not. That's what all the books. That's what all the books in the back are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just a bunch of. Metal I like how Wes probably has like a very just a normal house size, like that's like very reasonable. But it's just this. Uh, but I, the others of us live either in apartments or live in cities, and so we just you know. You're, you're I, the, I do live in um not a city, which helps. Bet you, bet you got. Uh, a I wish I lived. Too, Wes, huh? Bet you. Bet you no, I uh I don't. And you got to get I on that, make... man. I at least have that. I got that. Well, you have to work. I think I have to work here for a year before I can access oh, that. And my gosh, we're not gonna talk about that because I have <laughs> thoughts. Yep. Um, I thought Wes was gonna say my hand. My hands hurt from having to count my money and make it rain. Constantly. I wish they heard from that. Um, I don't. I, I don't get. Um, I don't have carpal tunnel or arthritis, but I do. My eyes get really messed up playing games, which is why I wear these, which are blue light glasses. I try to remember to wear them because it helps a lot for strain. Um, but yeah, quite often, like playing Lords of the Fallen. I think Saturday night, I put like eleven hours into that game that day, and I went to eat dinner, and my wife was like, "You're done playing this game tonight," and I was like, "Why? What's up?" She's like, "Go look at your eyes," and I went in the mirror, and they were terrifying like i look like a zombie who was high on like one of the lords of the fallen characters yeah. like I'm yeah literally like, and she was like but you like blood running down your eyes <laughs> <laughs> far not too far from it and i was like oh yeah this is like really bad for my eyes i should not be staring at a screen especially on pc because the screen's like two feet away from you maybe um and yeah, yeah. so like if you play games a lot and you should probably just get blue light glasses anyway even if you don't have issues because yeah like marcus said it will come for us all um yeah blue light filter on your phone at all times that's what i do yeah yeah and monitor like a lot of stuff does blue light filtering and it helps a lot especially i also like like blue light filters because it like balances out my giant forehead a little more and fills in some of the gap um because i have a massive forehead i think that's just glasses (laughs) yeah yeah they just (laughs) they just help fill in the, the space a little Makes my forehead look less big. It's really cool. Shout out to blue light glasses. And foreheads. Yeah, and forehead. Last question. Chalk Full of asks, regarding backlogs, do you try to play multiple games at a time, or do you find it better to just focus on one game and finish it before moving on to the next? I play, I have a system. I have big game. I have small game. I have multiplayer game and what you know, sometimes i right don't now. have the small game yeah sometimes i don't have the small game i just have the big game in my multiplayer game but like i only Would do one big the... game at a time that's like your Baldur's you gate three smalls big smalls yes marcus the biggest small system yes so i've got Fortnite on on the burner side burner like if it's an oven 
if it's a if it's stovetop, I got Fortnite on the main burner most of the time, the side burner, and then right now I've got Baldur's Gate three on the other burner, and then on the back burner, you know, I've got a little sauce going. I've already made it, you know, and it's just like kind of simmering. That'll be like a game like Cocoon or Viewfinder or uh, something like that. Yeah, nice gravy. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I keep I always keep one burner um, empty for for emergencies. Emergency game. What is that situation? I really you need know, some Halo like, 3 right now. Yeah. I really got to play a video game. Yeah, it's like I'm in a Saw movie and I have to play a game to to survive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I'm the person that has multiple games going at once. I, I always play more than one. That's just how I've been since I was, for as long as I can remember, honestly, since I was a kid. Because it's just loving games so much. It's like, why would I just play one when I have several? You know, it's like they're all here. I used to, I try to limit myself. Like, I try not to go too overboard because I don't want to lose like the thread on stuff. So, but like, so at most, maybe three at, at a time. You know, this job changes that just because we have to touch things <laughs> constantly while we're playing things on our personal time. Or it's like, oh, I got to put down this game I'm playing on my own because I got to play this review game. And then I got to play a little bit of this to capture footage or for an NGT or, or to stream you know, so that, that has altered things, but I've, I, I've tried to be, I think honestly, because of our jobs, I've tried to kind of go the other way a little bit and focus in on stuff. And it changes depending on like, like this is the time of year where again, having to make hard cuts is like, is it better to finish a few things or to touch multiple things, you know? And it, it's like conversation that we probably all have every year of like, what is more valuable to, our analysis of like i only played an hour or two of each game or i beat like four games or five games i don't know that said i'm pretty good at beating games i it's funny Wes, when you mentioned before that you used to be obsessed with it i used to be like you for like most of my life and then at a certain point i sort of like turned a corner on that it was like you know it's okay to just walk away from something that i'm i like as I, as my time became more limited and as i got more and more uh, I guess, you know, doing this professionally, it was like, I already have to play bad games for work anyway. <laughs> so yeah. why would I play? If I got to play a game that is just not clicking on my free time, I should just stop and go play something that I might like more or I know I like more, you know? So yeah, I, I, I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not about that life anymore, you know? Help me get away from it because I, I know it's bad. But I, when I start a game, <laughs> unless it's like truly terrible, which I don't, the only game I call truly terrible that I've played this year is uh, Crime Boss Rocket City. Go read my three out of 10 review on GameInformer.com. Uh, if I start <laughs> a game, like I'm probably 99% chance I'm going to finish it. I just really struggle to not finish something. A lot of times because I just want to see it through. I, I don't know why, but um, it sucks. Is it a, <laughs> I wonder because like my, the excuse I would tell myself was like, I'm like building a knowledge base of like, you know, I, who knows? I might need to reference the ending to Sonic the Hedgehog 06. So I got to play this yeah. whole thing. You know, I want to, if I get a job in games media, I, I want to be the guy that knows everything, basically. So that was always my, like, that's what propelled me through some stinkers. <laughs> you that, would, you would hope, that, but I'm playing games that aren't even like parts of those discussions. Like, it's not. <laughs> let me let y'all in on a little secret. It's called youtube.com. And if you're really curious, you know, you can always YouTube it. You know, maybe it's because of my age, but I'm not a big, with some exceptions, I'm not a big YouTube 
I'm not a big Let's Play guy. Like, it's funny because we, you know, like, do, we do replay and stuff. But, like, I do not watch Twitch streamers, like, at all. Don't watch YouTube playthroughs. It's just, I'm still of that old mind of, like, when I start watching someone play something, I'm like, it just makes me want to play the thing. That's fair. Or, or play something in general. It's like, oh, like, I shut it off very quick and go, like, I'm just going to go play a game. Why am I watching some other dude? Like, replay, like, Game Informer replay before I was here, that was, like, the only exception <laughs> to that rule. Just because I was so entertained by the the personalities of the editors but other than that i'll tune in a little bit but it's just like nah i could spend this time actually playing a game myself yeah but if you're listening to this you should totally go and watch our, uh, yes. our let's play style content every week yeah TV got a great mortal Kombat replay right now yeah check that lords out. of the fallen don't be super like replay one day yeah don't do as <laughs> i say do as i say i don't like to do is that mm-hmm. the reverse of that saying mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That, I nailed it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, cool. Well, that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you, Marcus Wes, for joining me. If people want to follow you this week, check out your work. Of course, they can go to gameinformer.com. But if they want to follow Real you. Real quick, on- Alex, uh, before you before you do, I just need to know after a week uh, of reflection, do you still think you could beat up a Roman child? Oh, I, I think I'm actually like, I've been galvanized. And I think even more so oh, than last down? week, I could do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I realized, like, I've got so much immunity. Like, I will probably just kill them by contact. Or just like, coughing them or something. I'm just going to come and I've got to. It's like, you guys don't know about COVID. I've got, I mean, even besides <laughs> that, like, you know, I've got vaccines, you know. I, that's 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 kind of weird. Technically, we're much healthier than they are. So, like, if they coughed on us, that you think that would be more of a problem, right? Or, no, know. I'm just too advanced for them. Like, they're going to get, like smallpox just by being near me you know <laughs> do you the have smallpox <laughs> the thing that's largely not not a problem in our time <laughs> i mean they're just gonna like they're, they're gonna just my mere presence is going to take them out it's like if you if you like go and yeah go to a place that has a different uh like water supply than you're used to it has different bacteria in the water than yours does then you, right. you can get sick you know sure because you're not used to it it's the same thing with that. It's like, well, just like, it's not like I have like awful illness or something that I'm carrying, but it's different bacteria uh, than they're used to being in contact with. And therefore, you, you can know, take them out. I, guess I feel like it goes both ways. Like if they threw a bucket of water on you, now you got that's ancient true. germs that's true, yeah. on you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. And do you feel the same about Great Depression kids? Like you could still, well, not kids, just Great yeah. Depression people. You could still yeah. take Also, them what a boring fight. They're just trying to out sick each other. <laughs> yeah, I I also survived the pandemic. Y'all y'all don't have that on me, you know. <laughs> Plus, like the Romans, we know how their story ends. They didn't make it, and look at us. You know, we're still standing. Like, what do they got on? Yeah, nothing. Mm. They got nothing mm, on me. To be determined on that, I guess <laughs> they got nothing on me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> their empire still lasted longer than the United States. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, but who's here and who's not? You know. You know what I'm saying. It's like we got a ways before we catch up. The to future them, is now, old man. Well, they made aqueducts. We, we made the iPhone. Yeah, they technically stole the aqueducts from the Assyrians, so they didn't. They didn't invent the aqueducts. They got numerals, and we're putting their numerals on our games now. That's how little we think of their entire alphabet and numerical system. Like, yeah, we 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 count based on based on y'all. Like, that's all you brought to the table. Your entire you know? existence is a number on a Call of Duty box. And there's Jesus. there's an entirely different numerical system we can use. We don't even have to use y'all. We, in fact, we most of the time we don't use y'all. You're the butt of a joke. 
Yeah. Why are you guys you're, you're dissing dead, dead people? <laughs> you're a mere TikTok. <laughs> like, like, like they can hear this. Like you guys are I'm the main event. Awesome skeletons. You're a trend. You guys gonna go to the go to Rome? We need to film a vlog where you go to Rome and you just like go to all these historical monuments and like memorials and you just like talk trash the entire like just going to going to Colosseum with your arms out and like this is it. <laughs> I'm going to Italy next month to see my wife's family and we're yeah, gonna take go some to photos Rome. for me. I will take a video of me. Can you ask them while you're there who would win? Yeah, yeah, I can ask that. They, I'm sure yeah. they would say us probably. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say I would do something from- to the Coliseum, but I think a streamer recently went there <laughs> and like wrote on the wall and is now in Italian prison for like five years. So Dang. I won't yeah. do anything. Why to would the you Coliseum. do that when you could just play Rise, Son of Rome? You know, <laughs> you I could mean, do might, that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he could do that. Visiting Italy, Italy in real life. Rise, Versus Son of Rome. Rise, Son of Rome. I like how that's the one you went, not like a, not Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, <laughs> an actual good game set. Well, Rise is just like so it's got the photorealism, you know? Had those highlighted colors on the enemies to let you know what button to hit. Just like just like back then. All right, let's end the show here. We'll talk to you all <laughs> next week about more video games. Yeah. A lot more video games, I think, next week. Those will still be around next yeah, week. I think so. I think they're coming. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.